God's good, isn't he? Man. Um, yeah, this, well, I mean, oh, come on, Lynn, stop it. This doesn't mean much to any of you, but it means uh, so much to me because almost every Sunday morning I'll either hand it to me stuck in my jacket or on my seat right there would be an encouraging word, either a word from the Lord and oftentimes a scripture attached to it from B. Wagner. And as I was getting ready and I had worked on my message and I went back for something uh, to on this little stand that's next to my bed and I was thinking about her and this card I have them scattered all over I'm trying to get them all gathered together now so I can have them in one place and still finding them in pants pockets and and, and drawers where I stuck them because I would get them on a Sunday morning and man anything I get on a Sunday morning who knows what might happen to it I just wanted to read this one this morning because she was such an incredible encourager and this was, is so in line with, what, with the message that I have this morning, what God's put on my heart for you this morning. And she says, <clears throat> still speaking, this lady, still encouraging. As a child of God, whatever you do, you are working for your heavenly Father. So give him your best efforts, and he will give you his joy. Give him your best efforts and he'll give you his joy. And then at the bottom she says, see Colossians 3.23. The last word, the last word that, that B gave me wasn't, wasn't a written word. And I didn't even realize that how close she was to, to the end of her life that she lived here on earth. The incredible life that it was. Amazing example that she was for all of us. But she called me and, and occasionally she would call me and you know give me an encouraging word or maybe ask me a question or something but this time she says pastor lynn and this is probably maybe within a week of of her passing and uh, phone call and I, I see it's 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 her I, I answer the phone pastor lynn yes do you have a moment I said sure for you i have a moment she said i have a word for the lord from you i said well i have as many moments as you need then I always tried to joke with her, but she was very, very serious in what she was doing and how she did it. And she just said, here's the word. Walk fully in the authority. Come on. <clears throat> Walk fully in the authority and the anointing that he has given you. And don't stress or worry. What's the other? Oh, don't stress or strive. That's what she said. Don't stress or strive. Let him do the work. I just feel like that's a great word for all of us. You know what? Walk in the anointing and the authority that he's given you. Don't stress or strive. Let him do the work. It's like, oh, that's, that, that's great. And I said, B, could you repeat that for me really quick? Because everything else she's given me almost has been in writing. And she said, no, I just 
gave it to you. I got it from the Lord. I gave it to you. I didn't write it down, so don't expect me to repeat it. It's like, <laughs> okay, thank you. Next thing I'm hearing within a, a few days, within a, a week or so anyway, that you know was, was her passing. I never got to speak to her again. But her last words to me were those encouraging words. I have a word from the Lord for you. It's like, wow. This morning I'm going to be practicing that. I'm going to blame it on B. I'm, uh, yeah, incredible. Amazing. Where you are. She is going to leave a big, big hole in my life, I can tell you for sure. Wow. So if you'll turn with me to Isaiah 43. I'm going to start with the fifth chapter of Isaiah 43. Excuse me once. All right. I'm straightened out, squared away. I'm ready. Are you ready? Everybody say, I'm ready. Okay, we're ready now then. <clears throat> Chapter 43. I will start with, yes, I'm going to start with verse 5. And read down for a ways. Fear not, for I am with you. I will bring your descendants from the east, gather you from the west. I will say to the north, give them up. And to the south, do not keep them back. Bring my sons from afar, bring my daughters from the ends of the earth. Sons and daughters. Say with me, sons and daughters. Because we're called to be his sons and daughters. I will bring them. Verse 7, everyone who is called by my name, called by my name, whom I have created for my glory. Why has he created us? For his glory. Created for his glory. Everyone who is called by my name, whom I have created for my glory, I have formed. Yes, I made him. Who made you? He did. He created. He made. He formed us. Some scripture we can go back and say, you know, he, he knit us together in our mother's womb. Bring out the blind people who have bring out the blind people who have eyes, and the deaf who have ears. Let all nations be gathered together and let the people be assembled. Isn't it great when people can assemble? <laughs> let the people be assembled. Who among them can declare this and show us former things? Let them bring out their witnesses that they may be justified. Or let them hear and say, it is truth. Now here God says, you are my witnesses, says the Lord, and my servant whom I have chosen. Servant whom I have chosen. That you may know and believe me. And understand that I am He. Before me there was no God formed, nor shall there be after me. I, even I, am the Lord. Besides me there is no Savior. Oh, that's good stuff. That's good stuff. We were created for His glory. 
for His glory. We are created for His glory. Okay, I want you to turn with me now. We're going we're gonna to keep moving some, uh, through Psalms uh, 34. Psalms 34. We're created for His glory. He's the one that formed us. He created us. He is the one and only God. He was, He is, and He will be. There will not be another God, right? We, this is really clear, isn't it? Okay. Psalms 34. We're going to start, um, I'm going to start with verse 1. Now, we were worshiping the Lord this morning. Christy was exhorting and sharing some of what worship, worship is. And, and I remember when, when God first started to manifest himself to me, when I really first started feeling the presence of God, I can remember it was in the gym and it was in worship. Really, he began manifesting. It was in worship. Worship is so important to me. Worship is powerful. Worship, I mean, I could do the whole service, just worship, and I could just get more and more and more, just worshiping him. It says, verse 1, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. So we are to continually praise him. If we are to be His glory, we need to be praising Him. My soul shall make its boast in the Lord. So who do we boast in? Do we boast about our deeds? Do we boast about what we've done? Do we boast about what we've accomplished? No, my boast, my soul shall boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear of it and be glad. You know, something that we have to realize and that we have to know, it is God that elevates us. It's God that lifts us up. It's God that gives us the raise. <laughs> we try to do it ourselves. We are exactly the opposite of the humble. We are self-promoting. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. When we come together in worship, it is so important that we magnify the Lord together, that we are lifting up His name. He lives in, in, in inhabits the praises of His people. So we just magnify His name together. Let's just say that this morning. Jesus, Jesus. We, magnify name. we magnify Your name. We love You. We, love you. we appreciate You. We, appreciate you. we believe in You. And we trust you. And we exalt your name. Verse 4, I sought the Lord and he heard me and delivered me from my fears. They looked at him and were radiant and their faces were not ashamed. The poor man cried out and the Lord heard him. He saved him out of all his troubles. The angel of the Lord encamps all around those who fear him and he delivers them oh taste and see that the Lord is good blessed is the man who trusts in him oh fear the Lord you his saints who are his saints we are you are there's no want to those who fear him when we think fear, it's like, ah, oh, 
the awe of the Lord. We're awestruck by the Lord. And there is a, a certain fear because he is omnipotent. He is omnipresent. He is all-powerful. The young lions lack and suffer hunger, but those who seek the Lord shall not lack any good thing. Those who seek the Lord shall not lack any good thing. Come, you children, listen to me. I will teach you the fear of the Lord, who is the man who desires life and loves many days that he may see good. Keep your tongue from evil, your lips from speaking guile. Depart from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. The eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, and his ears are open to their cry. He sees the deeds of the righteous, and his ears are open to their cries and to their pleas. I'm going to skip down a little bit uh, to verse 17 and then go for a couple more verses. The righteous cry out, and the Lord hears. He delivers them from their troubles. The Lord is near to those who have a broken heart and saves such as have a contrite spirit. Many are the afflictions of the righteous. So does it mean when we have the Lord, when we are encamped, his angels are encamped around us, that we're not going to endure any afflictions? No, that we're not going to go through some junk, some stuff is going to happen in our lives? No, it does not mean that at all. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but, everybody say, but, the Lord delivers him out of them all. Everybody say, all. So we put our trust in him. We'll go down to, well, I'll just keep reading. Verse 20, he guards all his bones, not one of them is broken. Even shall, evil shall slay the wicked. Those who hate the righteous shall be condemned. The Lord redeems the soul of his servants, though. He redeems the souls of those who serve him. And none of those who trust in him shall be condemned. On the day of judgment, those who trust and believe in him will not be condemned. Amen and amen. I want to... Yes. We, uh, Christy Lynn... And where is right there? We all on the on the, the bookends right there. Bethany, Christy, Renee, and I. We were at our house the other evening. We were looking out the window, and there are these black helicopters flying round and round and round. Big black helicopters. It's like what in the world? We just stood there and watched for a while, and now. Me, I would much rather just stay back and watch, and it was dinner time anyway, so I was ready to eat. <laughs> Renee, on the other hand, she's an ambulance chaser, a fire truck chaser, police car chaser. She wants to go see what's going on. And Christy falls somewhere in the middle. Uh, so Renee was saying, we should see what's going on. No, 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 no. Then I watched, and I watched, and I watched the pattern that they were flying, and then another helicopter jumps in. It's like... What in the world? It is starting to pique my curiosity. I said, all right, everybody, let's, let's get in the truck and go. We'll go see what's going on with the helicopters, and then we'll go get something to eat. So we'll please everybody that way. 
So we jumped in the truck, we took off trying to figure out, trying to see where those helicopters were doing, you know, there's high patterns, low patterns, all kinds, you've seen them. How many of you have seen those helicopters around here that I'm talking about? Yeah, handful of people, it's like, what in the world is going on? So we, we drove out, we got out onto the freeway, and we're, we're watching, we're trying to see, and then a big old cloud of dust, because one of them landed, and I mean, huge dust storms created when those things land. So we pulled over, pulled out, out on our exit then, and we were still watching, looking at those helicopters, and what in the world? And a bunch of other people were, were pulled over watching, because they were just like, what in the world? These big black helicopters, what are they doing here? Are we about to go to war, or what? So... We pulled over and, and watched for a little bit, and then the people started leaving. And I saw a, a, an elderly lady, somebody older than me, so they're elderly. <laughs> she's standing out in the corner. She's got no trespassing signs around her, around her place, but she's standing there watching. She's got a camera or something. I'm not sure if it was a camera, if it was a phone or what. She's doing this kind of thing. And so I said, you know... I just really feel like we need to go over and ask that little old lady if she knows what's going on. I've just felt drawn to her, even though there's no trespassing signs. Like, ah, don't scare me. <laughs> so we pulled over there in my black truck with all the blacked out windows and stuff. And as I got there, I rolled down the window so she could see. I realized, oh, this might scare her, especially with the no trespassing signs and her standing out there by herself. So we rolled down the window and she sees my face, and she, she looks at me, and she's, she just comes marching right over to me. And she said, what's going on here? I said, that's what I was going to ask you. You're out here watching if you knew what's going on. And she started talking. She started saying what she thought was happening and, and, you know, and neighbors, and she started telling us stories. And I just felt like I need to share with you a couple of the stories that she told us. This little... Oh, little elderly lady. Shouldn't be calling her an old lady. This, this little, this beautiful little woman of God, uh, wearing her scarf, and she, she, she said, "You know what? All kinds of things have been happening right around here in this neighborhood." Uh, she said, "In fact, just the other night, she said, but I have to tell you, I am a praying woman." She said, and I serve a God, and I pray to a God that answers my prayers. It's like, whoa. So this was, this was just a few minutes. This is with the first, within the first five minutes of our conversation. She definitely let it be made known to me that she is a praying woman, and God answers her prayers. It's like, whoa, that's awesome. She said, there's been some crazy stuff going around here, going on around here. Just the other night, she said, there was, I heard this racket, and, 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 and somebody... I think that she said somebody beating on her door. Yeah, beating on her door or on her wall or something. She said, it's like 2 o'clock in the morning. She said, but the Lord was keeping me awake, so I heard all this. So she's definitely giving him credit for all this. She said, but she said so I, I finally answered the door. It's a young man, and, and he said, somebody ran in the canal. Somebody ran their car in the canal right over here. And, and, and it looks like it's just about to sweep it down under the bridge. It's a big old swift canal going through there and and the car had run into the canal and he said I don't know who's in there I don't know what but I know they ran in the canal I didn't see anybody come out of there I think I'm telling this story yeah they're both shaking their head yes so I, ha I have a couple of judges right here to judge this story and thumbs up yes all true so 
<clears throat> she said, I started praying. She said, and this young man, we, we, we went over there, she says, and, and, and there's a lady in there, and she had rolled the window down, thank God, because, you know, those power windows, if they spend too much time underwater, and she was able to keep her head above the water, but that car was, was teetering, so, so she had the young man jump on the back corner, I think this is right, to keep that car balanced so it wouldn't go, go down and be swept under that bridge. And she said, then they figured out they could get her hose, they could stick her hose in the window so that lady could tie it around herself that was driving the car, and then the young man would be able to pull her out. They had dialed 911, but they didn't get there quick enough, 2 o'clock in the morning. So they, they, they did that. They got her out of there. They pulled her out with the hose, this young man and, and this, this beautiful woman of God. And they were just, she was saying, yeah, yep, I told you, God answers my prayers. He saved that woman, and she was like 74 years old, so she couldn't swim. She says, and I wasn't about to jump in there and try to save her, but she, God sent that young man and had me awake, so we got it taken care of. It's like, yeah, well, hey, man, that's awesome. That's an amazing story. She says, but you know what? You won't see that in the news. She said, I've looked for that, and that hasn't ever been in the news yet. So. Then she said, I got another story to tell you. It's like, all right. She said, you're probably going to think I'm crazy when I tell you this one. She said, this is a lawnmower story. It's like, a lawnmower. Yep, I have to mow my own lawn. It's like, are you kidding me? Your age, your stature, your size, and you have to mow your own lawn. She said, yep. She said, I could afford a $99 lawnmower. So I found me a lawnmower on special here. It's been several years ago. I bought this $99 lawnmower, and she says, I was out there, and I pulled and pulled and pulled, about ruined my shoulders. She said, I was exhausted. I gave up, said, and that lawn got to be tall. She says, I thought, I have got to get another mower. I've got to do something, but I can't afford it right now. She said, so I prayed for that lawnmower. It's like, okay. She says, and I heard Holy Spirit tell me you're going to have to anoint it with oil. She said, she said, what? She said, I went and found me a can of oil. She said, it was motor oil. <laughs> she says, and I thought, I should check this. She said, I opened it up and checked it and looked in that hole, and it looked like it was a little bit low. So she said, I started pouring oil in that hole. And she says, and it just overflowed almost instantly and went all over that lawnmower. She said, so I put it back on. She said, that good enough? <laughs> He says, that's anointed, right, Lord? And she says, and he said, yeah. Now, push that little bulb three times. She said, I heard clearly only three times. Said, okay, but you, don't, you know how many times I've pulled on this thing. He said, three times. She said, so I pushed that bulb three times, held my breath. One pull, and that thing started. She said, I told you, he answers my prayers, even at lawnmower. So <laughs> then she's talking. I mean, we weren't five minutes into that conversation. When it starts, it's, it becomes testimony time. She just starts sharing and sharing and all of it. She's talking about God, talking about God, what he's done for me. I'm a praying woman, and he answers. 
So, <clears throat> the last one, she, she's, she had a roommate for a while, that, so she had some companions she shipped there, and she said my roommate had to go into a, a care unit, uh, like a nursing home or something like that, into a care unit, she says, and, and I got really lonely. He said, then I started thinking, you know, Lord, I grew up on a farm, and I would so love to have and hear a rooster in the mornings. She said, now, I know he loves me, so I started asking for a rooster. She said, and I told a couple of my friends, you know, I grew up on a farm, and I would love to hear a rooster in the morning. I, I should try to get me a rooster. She says, and I love farm-fresh eggs. And they said, sweetheart, a rooster won't produce eggs for you. She, she said, now, I was raised on a farm. I know that. She says, but I, I was prayed like, Lord, I would just love to have a rooster. She said, just a few mornings later, I heard early in the morning, She said, one of my neighbors has a rooster. She said, she heard again, you know, the cock-a-doodle-doo thing. She said, I went out there at daylight. She said, I started looking around, and in my tree was a rooster. She said, and he's been here ever since. She said, he never left. She said, he's right back there in, that, in my tree. He hangs around the backyard, and he said, I have to chase him out of my garden. But he hangs around. I do feed him. He, sti he sticks around. I think she said I feed him. Anyway, uh, they're not giving me the yes. Anyway, he, he sticks around. So she said, I got that rooster. She said, some of the neighbors across the way heard my rooster and came over and said, but you don't have any hens. They said, would you like some eggs? We have hens and we raise, and, and they lay eggs. Would you like some eggs? She said, I would love some eggs. She says, so they bring me eggs every week. And they appreciate my rooster that's out there, cock-a-doodle-doing for them. She says, and so they bring me eggs every week. She says, my friends came over, and she says, you guys, you tried to tell me that a rooster would not end up producing eggs for me. But look, I have eggs every week. <laughs> so we, she said, that rooster produces eggs for me. <laughs> so she had us cracking up. She just had, a, had us laughing, and she was just, just blessing our socks off. We were just filled with joy just listening to this, to this uh, beautiful saint of God. And she keeps referring to Holy Spirit. She says, you know, you know what? They call me loony. She says, because I speak in tongues, too. <laughs> so we're, we're listening to her, and, and I'm, I'm sitting on, so I start fishing for my, for my wallet and try to keep it hidden from her because she starts saying, you know, I had a birthday just recently, and, and my daughter came, and, you know, and so I'm, I'm digging in my wallet, and I open it up, and... There's a $100 bill just, just right there, and I really felt like Holy Spirit was leading me to give her a $100 bill. So I wadded up, not wadded up, I folded it up with the, with the $100 down. I said, well, when was your birthday? She said, it was July 28th, just a couple of weeks ago. And I says, well, 
I want to bless you with a birthday present. She looked at me and was like, what? So I handed it out the window like, like this. She put out her hand and I, and I dropped it in her hand and she looked at it and saw it was a green bill. I had the hundred part down. And she looks at it and she says, I can't accept this from you. And then, then she turned it over. It's like, oh, maybe I can. <laughs> wasn't exactly like that. I'm making this a little bit, a little bit funnier right here. She turned it over and says, oh my, oh my, I, I really can't accept this from you. And she started to hand it back. And then she just like stopped and she just looked me right in the eye and said, you know what? I was just praying for provision. She said, things have gotten a little tight here and I was just praying for some provision. She said, I can accept this. She said, <laughs> she said, God has just answered my prayer. And she stops and she says, what's your name? And, you know, I'm sometimes a little, a little skeptical. It's like I'm just giving somebody a $100 bill and then now they're asking what my name is. It's like I don't want them calling me, finding out and start to ask for that every week. You know, that's how I think a little bit sometimes, just a little skeptical still. I mean, I want to be led by the Holy Spirit. I want to be obedient, but sometimes I just give way a little bit to that. So I, I hesitated, and she's just looking at me. What's her name? I said, Lynn Hardy. She said, Hardy, Hardy. I know a Benny Hardy and a Betty, her sister. It's like, you do? She says, yeah, she says, and Benny's has a boy, and he preaches over there at the domes, I believe. <laughs> so. And then she says, oh, no, 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 wait a minute. No, I think it's the other one. She didn't have the name of this church, just the other one. No, it's the other one over there. And I said, yeah, ma'am, that, that's me. And she goes, oh, my word. <laughs> she looks up in the sky like that, and she said, God has provided and blessed me through a preacher. <laughs> we're just like, oh. <laughs> So we're all laughing in the... <laughs> God has blessed me through a preacher. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, wait a minute, I, I guess we're supposed to be the ones that normally have our hands out rather than handing out, I guess. It's like, has blessed me through a preacher. And then she turns, because the girls are sitting in the back seat of the truck, and she sticks her face in there and starts preaching to them. She says, girls, I just want you to know the very most important thing that you can do is really get to know Jesus and to hear his voice and be led by the Holy Spirit. What, was that exactly what she said or just really close? R really close, okay. Well, and, and they, they agreed. So she, she preached to them for just a little bit. And, and, uh, but that was the main thing. Here, here's the point. Girls, here's what I want you to know. The most important thing you can ever do is develop that relationship, create that relationship with Jesus and to be led by the Holy Spirit. Learn to hear His voice. Learn to hear His voice.
It's like, wow. Obviously, a little lady that heard the voice really clearly. And, and I, I, I really began to think. I felt like uh, <laughs> we, went, we, we went then when we ate dinner and we, and we laughed because we enjoyed. She, it, we were, she just brought a ton of joy to us. She was so much fun and so dependent on Holy Spirit for everything that she does. It's just like, wow. And he takes care of that little lady. He sent us over there to end up giving her a hundred dollars. Oh, when we're driving away, Renee says, I'm so glad you did that. She said, I was just thinking we need to give her a hundred dollars. We need to give her a hundred dollars. We talked about that in, in the car and Chrissy Lynn goes, oh, that's because you guys are one. It's like, it's, it's awesome though when Holy Spirit speaks the same thing to both of you and you get the confirmation that y yes, it was a hundred dollars. Could have been a little, you know, I could have dug around, found a little more, but that, that was exactly what we were supposed to give her was a hundred dollars to take care of her. See, we, we are to be, we are to be the reflection of Jesus to people. I, I want to go back to, back to Isaiah. Let's go back to that to Isaiah there for a second. Everyone who is called by my name, who I have created for my glory. I formed him. Yes, I have made him. It's like, turn with me really quickly to Romans 8.28. feel like this, something really pertinent right here. 828, we know that all things work together for good to those who love God. Just think about the, that meeting that, that God just set up and orchestrated. Like I said, I, I usually don't like to chase those kind of things. It would be, I, I wouldn't have been there. I believe that was completely set up by God. That little lady was standing out at the corner right in front of her no trespassing sign. Just looking up, I, I drove up there and, and this whole thing happened for her good because God wanted to, t to bless her and wanted to take care of her. And I was obedient to do that. Starting with 28, it says, And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to His purpose. And what did it say in Isaiah? Called. 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 And His purpose is to our purpose is to reflect His glory. Who are called according to His purpose, for whom He foreknew, He also predestined to be conformed to the image of His Son. So we're supposed to be in the image of His Son. You've heard me say this many times. That He might be, He, Jesus, might be the firstborn among many brethren. We're grafted in to be like Jesus, to be the hands and feet of Jesus, to a world that's all around us, the world that's all around us. But I want to go to verse 30 and keep moving. Moreover, whom he predestined, these he also called. Whom he called. This is what, what, what Tim was talking about. Jesus paid the price for us. By his stripes were healed. By, his, by the sacrifice that he made as he hung on the cross, he paid the price for us. Whom he called, these he also justified. We're justified through faith. I've heard the word justified just as if I'd never sinned. 
justified, just as if I'd never sinned, justified. Whom he justified, these he also glorified. Now, when I feel like I've gone back to this for, for this very specific purpose, it's like he glorified. Now, why does he glorify us? He glorifies us so we can reflect his glory to others. You know, the really cool thing, as I, I, I sat and I pondered, I thought about and thought about this, this encounter with this little lady and how much that she taught me in, in the, the three stories, a couple other things, in that, that little encounter that we had. Some of that was not just for the $100 for her, but it's what he was able to teach me through that experience. It's like, oh, and that what I might ponder and what I might learn. And that she was so, she almost didn't take my money. And then she thought, if this is just from you, it's like, no, I don't need your money. No, I I won't take money from you. It's like, and then it was like, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. I just prayed for this. This is the provision that I prayed for. And she gave him the glory. She didn't even thank me. She gave him the glory, which is another great lesson because that's exactly why I was giving it to her out of obedience to, so that God would be glorified through the act that I just did, not for my glory. It's like, okay, those he justified, he also glorifies. And that glory that he gives us, that he puts in us, is so that we can reflect his glory, so he will be glorified through our actions. Does this make sense? Whom he justifies, he glorified. He is so good, and he's calling us again, I've used the term glory carriers to be his glory carriers, but he's justified and he's glorified so we can reflect his glory. It is so easy and can be such a trap. The enemy just just loves to to trap us in that. You know, in my good deeds, in my handing out or giving out money, I could just puff my chest out and go, hey, I am just a pretty awesome guy. I, I, I love, you know, to see, see people get blessed. And uh, it really blesses me. And God thinks I'm pretty special too. But, but when I get the glory from the people, it is, I am robbing. I'm not reflecting God's glory. I'm robbing from Him rather than seeing Him be glorified in my good acts, as compassionate as they might be, as well-meaning as they might seem. But it's important that we, that we, 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 are led by the Holy Spirit and very quick to give Him the credit not to take it ourselves. But just, it, it, it just reminds me, there was a, a guy that uh, he came from Romania and he grew up in the church here and uh, we we absolutely trusted him to go back to Romania with all of the money that we could gather to send him on a mission trip to go back 
I think Pastor Rutzen went with him, if I remember right. Somebody did from here. Went, went with him, and, and they traveled around Romania, and he had lived there. So all of this money that we had given him, we didn't tell him exactly where he needed to spend it, but he just to bless the people that needed to be blessed. In other words, to be led by the Holy Spirit to bless those that needed to be blessed with the money that he was carrying. So you know, God owns it all. God owns it all. And he's looking for those that he can trust. You know, when he says, you've been faithful with a little bit, I'm going to give you some more. You know, we as Americans have been taught to be self-centered, self-seeking, self-serving, greedy people. And that, I mean, like this little gal, she could be thinking, $100 would do this, it would do this. Thank you, of course I do. Thank you so much. Mister, you're welcome back here anytime. But no, no, no. She's, she's waiting and, and she's giving, giving glory to God. But I just say, when we are faithful with what He's given us, when we're good stewards of what He has given us, led by the Spirit to be generous with our money when He shows us or gives us opportunity to bless somebody that He wants blessed, when we're obedient in that, He's like, okay, good job. I can trust you at least with a little bit. Now I'm going to give you some more. I was thinking, to me, this like 101 Christianity, which I bumped my head so many times to, to get through that class, was how connected my wallet and my heart have always been. A real connection right there. And for me to end up opening up my wallet, like, I mean, you've heard me say several times before when I've got up here talked about, about tithes and offering. To me, that's a complete no-brainer. I hear people say, well, yeah, but in the New Testament, blah, 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 blah. It's like, yeah, well, the Lord has shown me very clearly, hands-on, on-the-job work study, that I'm to give 10% at least. That top 10%. This is just like 101. It took me a long time to learn that. I had to run my head into the wall several times to end up learning that. But 101, it needs to happen because of the connection that's right there. He wants my heart. He wants my willingness. And he says, when I give you some, what are you going to do with it? Like, I could ask a question right now. If you had $100,000, if you had a million dollars, what would you do with it? What would you do with it? Oh, man, I would pay off my house. I would pay off my car. And I would really like to have a new boat. And then after I get that, if there was some left over, I would like to put it into missions. It's like... That's why I haven't given you a million dollars. If I gave you a hundred thousand dollars, what would you do? If I gave you a thousand extra dollars, what would you do? It's like, seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. If we're to be led by the Spirit, we have to end up making that connection between our wallet, our heart, and what the Spirit of God is putting in our heart that it be softened, that it be listening to what He has, what He shows us to be obedient to what He is calling us or showing us that we need to do. Does this make sense? Yes. It's like, <clears throat> when we can only think about ourselves, it's like, 
What are we called for? We are called to reflect His goodness. We are called to reflect His glory. And unless we can empty out some of that junk that say, yeah, well, but I want this and I want this. It's I, 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 I want, I need, I, 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 I. A couple of weeks ago, the last time I was up here, I said, part of your testimony, part of your testimony, because everybody's, there are people watching you, is your credit report. It's like, well, that's a, so, oh, I think you're off here a little bit. Pastor Lynn, my credit report's part of my testimony. So, you know, if, if you're not being good stewards of what he has given you, if he can't trust you with what he's given you, I mean, that's the report that we get to look at saying, you know, you don't pay your bills and your responsibilities. So how or why would you think that I should trust you with more? Does this make sense? Yeah. Uh, we're just kind of real right down there in the grassroots here this morning, but I really believe that that's what uh, people that he's calling, the remnant that he's calling to be his, the reflection of his glory are those who have to be acutely aware of all that we do. Yeah? We not only have to hear his voice, but we have to be obedient and we have to have our hearts and our wallets even open to what he's calling us, showing us, and teaching us. All right, let's stand together. Father, I, I just, I am, I am so grateful and thankful for who you are, all you do, and, and what you do. And I just pray this morning, it's like, in fact, before I really conclude in prayer, I remember the message that John Kennedy in a speech that President Kennedy said, and so my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, but ask what you can do for your country. I feel like, <laughs> like God is speaking to us this morning. It's like, you know, don't ask what I can do for you. I'm going to ask right here what you are willing to do for me. Ask not what your country can do for you, but what you can do for your country. Ask not what your God can do for you right now, but what you can do for your God. He is calling each one of us to be faithful to Him, seeking first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. Then He will bless you in all areas of your life. If you want the, the lid to be taken off so you're in fully alignment for the blessings that he has for your life, you need to be pay attention to also to your finances, what you do with them, where you dedicate them. Father, I just thank you that, you're, that you are a loving, caring God and that your word says that the wealth of the wicked is laid up for the righteous. But the righteous are those that are handling what you give them well. Well stewarding what you give us. And I just pray, God, that you will help us to search our own hearts, know what you're putting in there, hear your voice clearly, and know what you want us to do. 
and that you will give us the opportunity, as, as we put up on the screen up there, like, that you will give us opportunity to end up making wealth. And when you give us that opportunity, we'll be obedient and dedicated to you to do as you have called and directed us. We give you thanks. We give you praise. And we're thankful that every good gift comes from you. We bless your name. We magnify your name. We worship you. We give you all the glory in Jesus' name. Amen.